Ladies and gentlemen, talk less, smile more, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. <laughs> I'd say something, but I'm talking less. Yes. <laughs> yes. So not a very good opening statement for a podcast, is it? Yeah. But you can hear our smiles. Yes, Yay! I hope so. <laughs> Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Oh, Are you telling me you built a time machine? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Whoa, we're going to have company! Loud noises! Hello. Hey there. Hi. Michael? <laughs> Mike? Have we lost Mike? No, he's still no, there. No, I'm talking less. Oh my god! <laughs> and I hope smiling more. <laughs> yeah, I'm smiling into the microphone. Can't you? Can't yes. you? Could, can't you hear it? No one. No one. No one can. You hear can't hear the oh smile. My <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm. Well, we're off to a great start now, aren't we? I love. No. Oh yes. I'm like. Part of me is like shocked and part of me is like really happy because that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling And the part of me that's gonna be editing this is gonna have a lovely time. Oh no. <laughs> Michael's gift to you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So that all out of the way. <laughs> I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm Wayne Stellini. I'm a Fulvia Kantaramaja. And I'm a Michael Lister. And you are now experiencing a podcast called Friends. We certainly are. Yay. Yay. Yes. 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 Welcome to the show. Um, yes, this is going to be a fun one. I can already tell. <laughs> 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 Excellent. Okay. Uh, my dear Fulvia. Yes. How is your week? My week has been an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> hugs, 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 hugs. Sending you love. Hugs. And hugs. If nobody has noticed, I am not with Wayne and Kendall. I am on my own, in my own friendship. <laughs> yes. Over in Wollongong. Because I, You're so I far have away. been put... I've been placed back into lockdown. What are they doing to you up in Wollongong, Fulia? What are they doing? How are they... Why are they treating you so badly? You don't get this treatment in Melbourne. <laughs> Uh, Wayne! <laughs> yes! I'm already in pain, don't make it worse. <laughs> no mercy. <laughs> so you're back in strict lockdown, aren't you, Fulia? Yeah, I am, yeah. unfortunately, for the next, I'd say, few weeks, yeah. maybe up to a month. So do you have like a plan um, of attack on how to stay sane? More streaming. Yay. Hey. Animal crossing. <laughs> Just stream more. Yeah, that's right. Because you've got your animal farm to play with. It's animal crossing. <laughs> Wayne, tread lightly. <laughs> She's in a different studio. I'm safe this week. <laughs> Fulia doesn't hold grudges. I'm okay. Uh-huh. Sure. 
I, I know she's. Say, I didn't know or there was an Orwellian uh, video game. Yeah, Fully's been playing it for months. Um, she's also got her raised <laughs> eyebrow at the moment, which means I'm in trouble. I can I can hear the raised eyebrow over over. Oh, you can you can hear a raised eyebrow, but you can't hear my fallacious smile. I don't know. I think it's just because Fully gives me the raised eyebrow a lot. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I was well, using as... all my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> well, as the husband of this relationship, you should know why. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, my dear, yes, you're in. You're in lockdown at the moment. You're playing with your animals on the on the island farm, um, with the zebra crossing. And what other what other plans are, do you have in mind for the next month? Besides plotting um, my, my downfall. Have... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to have to come up with something. Um, I'll probably just, you know, I'll, I'm pretty sure I'll find something. Like I've still got my crochet projects that I can continue with, so I'll definitely do that. But um, in the meantime, I'll just, you know, try and churn out all the content that I can. Yeah. Um, in the, in the last week, uh, apart from getting that bad news, um, uh, I have, um, I got, I've been watching um, a lot of Disney Plus. Mm. Yay. <laughs> lots of lots of Disney Plus, mainly Lilo and Stitch still. But, <laughs> you know. Nice. It's like my favorite thing. So, and then before uh, I came on today, uh, I was I decided to watch Inside Out for the hell of it. Oh, <laughs> oh cool! Because yeah, I'm not saying it's, a, that it's one. a good it's a good it's, film. It's, it's a good film. Good. Yeah. yeah. If you if your emotions are running high, it, how was it after watching? Inside <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've seen Inside Out before, so I knew how it ended. So oh, that's but, right. But even though I watched it a second time, I, I still did get a little bit, you know, teary at the end. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was it's a, a good, blubbery it's a good mess film. after watching that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, I need to put that on my watch list then. It's, it's very good. It's, yes. it's emo- emotional yes. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing, a uh, little bit of a highlight. I, <laughs> uh, a Twitch streamer that I follow, um, I was watching their stream at the time and they decided that they wanted to come and visit my island and they wanted to do a little island tour as part of their own content. So <laughs> oh, did you give them some of your plums? Did I what? Give them some of your plums. No plums. Oh, okay. Just DIY recipes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. They didn't leave empty-handed there. No, they didn't. <laughs> but um, they were coming down to a Southern Hemisphere island, which because we're in winter, my island was covered in snow. Yeah. And Ooh. they're in the Northern Hemisphere and they're in the summer. So when they came down, they were like, this is the first time I'm going to be seeing snow on the islands. And then when he, he came down and walked in, because I, um, I was sort of going through the stream with him, he, w- he was really surprised and he, w- he looked very, very happy. <laughs> oh, he likes your farm. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, so um, the link for that is, um, for those of you who are friends of mine, uh, is up on my, um, on my Facebook page. But uh, if you do want to go and check it out, it's uh, go to YouTube and uh, look up Frankenstein Gaming. That's, that's his uh, channel. That's cool. Um, yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, apart from that, the other highlight that I will mention is I got a haircut. (laughs) Oh, you got a haircut and we can't even see it. 
Oh. I know. So, Fulia, how, how a... short did we go? Do we crop it all off, like back in the day, or is it a trim? Um, it's a little bit longer than a bob, but it's not. It's like halfway down the neck. Oh, wow. wow! Can't wait to see yes. this. Yeah, that and did you go? Yes. And did you go get a purple rinse? No purple rinse, but okay. I did dye my I did dye my hair at home. I did. Uh, Mum helped me out with that. Um, oh, nice. Sort of like a nice uh, red brown sort of a color. Oh, oh. Lovely. I love red. Just yes. it always looks yes. nice like when the light's shining on it, it just reflects beautiful. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so did you colour your when... eyebrows as well? No, they're still the same. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a visualization here. Yes. Yeah. What about your nose hairs? Did you cover <laughs> You don't need to do nose hairs, Mike. <laughs> well I do, otherwise it doesn't match and it looks weird. <laughs> I'm starting to get grey eyebrows. It's weird. Oh, that's well, cute. I'm I'm starting to get so I'm starting to get a couple of strands of white grey um, eyebrow hairs too. Yeah, yeah. The, the salt, salt and know, pepper look is sexy. Embrace it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you know what though? As Mum was coloring my hair, she pointed out the fact that I had a lot of white hairs, and I'm like, Mum, I know, and she just giggled at me. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm coloring. Yeah. Did you throw I've it been in, in lockdown face, for like... four years? What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But um, yeah. Apart from that, that's pretty much it, really. Just trying to trying to keep myself occupied. How about yourself, Wayne? <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, I've I've been at work, and it's starting to quiet down as well. Um, you know, lockdowns do have that that knock on effect. I uh, I don't work in an area that is locked down, but you know, people are a bit more cautious. City's a little bit quieter, but still has its moments. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that. I've been watching a lot of TV as well. Um, so finally finished Game of Thrones. Yay! Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm of the unpopular opinion <laughs> that I liked the ending. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. I, I thought it was actually quite beautifully done and quite poetic actually. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed it, but I suppose it's maybe different when you're watching it as it's coming out especially since I think one of the seasons was like a year and a half apart. So there's anticipation, there's fan theories, there's all of this discourse. Whereas, you know, you go into it with the, um, with the belief that it's going to be a pile of shit (laughs) because that (laughs) seems to be the consensus. Uh, Because I know that I believe that the second last episode of the series has the second lowest IMDb rating. And the final episode has the lowest IMDb rating of all the series. Wow. Yeah. So I, didn't I know that. so I went in knowing that and I was like, no, I like, you know, I get what people are saying, but just not to the degree that they're saying that it actually made me dislike the series or dislike how it ended. I feel like it came at a natural conclusion. Um, but yeah, no, like big fan of that, of that show now. So yeah, I'm happy to sort of okay. delve into the world a bit more and, um, yeah, and just see, I guess, what even the actors who play all of these wonderful and not so wonderful characters <laughs> are yeah. up to as well. But no, it's a it, it's it's a gorgeous series. I can see why at the time it had such uh, love and affection from its fan base, and therefore I can see why they were so passionate about not liking the final season. <laughs> but fair enough. 
Yeah, so now it's just more about like what season, what what show do I now start to binge on? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah, because um, I've started Westworld, but um, I'm doing a very slow binge on that one and I'm enjoying that. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm enjoying Westworld. Take your time with yeah, that. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm only three episodes in, but, I'm, but it's pretty cool. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Nice. Um, de- devouring Cobra Kai at the moment, which I can't get enough of, and I, <laughs> I'm trying not to talk it up too much because I know Kendall's going to get on it soon. Yeah, and I don't want it to be like Wayne. You said this thing was the greatest thing ever made, and it isn't. <laughs> I don't want to raise your hopes too high, but uh, you know, Kendall and I are big are big fans of uh, the original Karate Kid movie, which mm-hmm. this is a sequel series to. Um, and you know, that movie was my childhood, and I can't believe that this series does justice to the story and to the legacy of the movie and i could talk about it for hours <laughs> but i won't um yeah and besides that i've been working um quite creatively um and under a lot of pressure from a certain producer um for a uh, <laughs> yeah. f- for a, uh, a a streaming thing that we hope will, will come will come to pass mm. um because I, I got deadlines now <laughs> they're terrifying <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, like that's exciting though. That's exciting. I'm currently location scouting. Um, wow. Yeah, which makes it feel extremely real. And um, talking to some actors as well, um, which is scary. <laughs> which is scary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm a producer on this on this show, but not like the lead producer, which is a huge relief. Mm. Uh, it's actually nice because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I normally do this, this and that and someone else is doing it. I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, just sort of a mix of paid work, entertainment and creative work, really. Uh, Michael, how about yourself? What have you been up to, mate? Uh, nothing much. What about you, Kendall? <laughs> no? Hugs. Any, any, any highlights, Mike? Uh... Yeah, probably probably uh, a highlight is um, uh, I didn't have to work today, which is good. That is oh, good. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Work's been a bit, a bit full on. A lot, a lot of uh, people are starting to get burnt out. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, so a lot of people are having some sick leave, and it's un- the unfortunate thing is, uh, people like me who, who come in expecting. Uh, people to be there not going to be there so you have to do extra work and yeah and, and i tend to burn out so like mm. last week um there's meant to be two people um including myself were working at this particular area but uh, the other person's off sick uh he wasn't there for for that weekend and he wasn't here for this weekend either so oh gosh. i'm actually quite happy i i i asked for t- uh today off because i was meant to be going somewhere but even that uh but unfortunately that fell beyond the wayside and so i just had a day with me and my sister uh, and her family and we sort of had a a lunch and afternoon tea sort of get together Oh, nice. Yeah, sounds lovely. Yeah, so that sort of uh, recharged my batteries for a bit to yeah. start the next week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> start all over again. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of what yeah. work is after a weekend, isn't it? Like, hey, now I've got to do the whole damn thing all over again. <laughs> get, back, get back on that hamster wheel. Get back. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Yep, uh, and also, and also an- another highlight is uh, uh, Kendall, this sort of... Kendall came down to Bendigo. Yeah, oh, lucky you. <laughs> Not to see me, no, no. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure she didn't avoid you. <laughs> nah, not this time. Um, <laughs> wow. No, 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 no. Well, you can probably explain it more. Uh, better than me, but but yeah, Kendall came down for a birthday, and after the birthday, ca- came over to to uh, to my house to yeah. see to see a little bit more of my wife and me. Lovely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's basically it, really. Uh, Kendall, uh, please elaborate. Yes, I will. Thank you. <laughs> I shall. I shall. Nice, nicely segue from that into <laughs> into how my week was, um, because yeah, the two the two big highlights for my my week were were literally on my two days off that happened, and yeah, it was starting with going to Bendigo. Um, so I haven't yeah because of COVID, haven't really gone up there too much since uh, travel was allowed to resume. Um, so this is the second time going up and the first time seeing a bunch of my girlfriends since February. So yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and it's so funny because we set out at the start of the year to try and be like, let's catch up more often. Yeah. And even when we, we had dinner in, in, uh, Feb, we were like, okay, let's do this again in like a month's time. Or maybe we'll do a game tonight. Maybe we'll do this. And then everything fell apart. (laughs) So, um, but it's okay. We were finally able to catch up and yeah, it was, um, uh, one of my friends, uh, Sam, it was her birthday the ne- next day on the Wednesday. Nice. Um, so we surprised her with a cake and a card and yeah, the, there were photos and yeah, it was really, really nice. Um, and I got to meet my, my dear friend Linnell's uh, son for the first time, Aww. which is oh, very cool. special. Yeah. What's his, name? What's his name? His name is Lincoln nice. or, L- or LJ for short. Oh, um, cute. He's adorable. He's gonna run with LJ, I think. Yeah, I think so. Especially yeah. as a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. As long as it's not Link, otherwise we've got a Zelda and a Link. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Because they're yeah yeah because uh, what Lincoln is now he's about nine months. Oh. Nine eight nine months I think yeah so very cute uh, very cute baby so it was so nice to finally meet him and yeah see Linnell I hadn't seen Linnell since she became a mum so yeah so that was really nice and just catching up with everyone in general and of course seeing Sammy um, and then uh, Sammy invited uh, Mary Anthea and myself over for for a cuppa mm. and to see Mike Aww. which was great I haven't seen Mike <laughs> in a long time either so um, that was really good does he still look handsome Kendall? yes he does because I haven't seen Mike in a very long time <laughs> <laughs> yes Okay. Yes, nothing has changed. <laughs> now I'm a bit more gaunt. <laughs> <laughs> like so. like butter being spread over too much bread. <laughs> <laughs> That's from something. <laughs> I can't think of what. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Um, but yeah, that was really, really good, um, that trip. And yeah, it was nice to, to see so many people. Um, and then, yeah, and then on the following day, on the Wednesday, I caught up with uh, the lovely Christina. Um, and we went back to the movies. Oh. Yay. Your home turf, Kendall. My home turf, finally, after... <laughs> After almost four months of not being able to go to the cinemas, uh, we were back. We went to Cinema Nova in Carlton, a lovely cinema uh, in Melbourne, and um, we saw Motherless Brooklyn, which uh, I didn't realise Edward Norton actually directed. Oh, wow. As well, wrote, directed, and starred in. 
He's I love Edward Norton so much. He's a powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, it's um, it's a really interesting film. I won't say too much about it, just because it wasn't like it's a good film. Mm. It's not really my my type of film. Right. Like it's a it's a fifties noir crime thriller. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, which is you know some words that when put together will make a lot of people very excited. <laughs> but yeah, just for me, it didn't really. Yeah, I didn't really love, love, love it, but I, I definitely enjoyed it, and it's definitely a good film. Yeah. Um, and his performance is awesome. He was playing this, this like, uh, you know, PI guy who worked under Bruce Willis's character, oh. who, who then has to, like, you know, solve a, you know, who's behind a murder, and uh, and it kind of goes, weaves in and out of all these characters, and it's followed with New York politicians in the 50s, and Alec Baldwin's playing this shady guy. And it's a pretty good cast, then. It's a very good cast, very good cast, and yeah, and Edward Norton's character has a um, uh, has like a tick. He has like Tourette's. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he says he he has out, outbursts and, and little things that he says and does. Right. And yeah, that was really well well portrayed. So yeah, it's definitely worth checking out, Motherless Brooklyn. Um, but it was nice to just be back in the cinema to see mm. anything. To be yeah. honest, <laughs> um, yeah, there were all up in the cinema. There were five of us. Um, and yeah, it was just nice to sit there and in the comfy chairs, eat popcorn, have the whole experience again. You know, it was, it was lovely. Um, yeah. And we, you know, we made a day of it. We're in the city. It was the first time me being in the city as well since lockdown too. Wow. So Uh, how did that feel then? Strange. Because I'm used to the quiet now. Yeah. Um, and I guess what maybe you would call dead or quiet. I'm like, oh, this is busy for the city at the moment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Compared to what I'm normally used to, like it was still a little hustle and bustle but nowhere near yeah. the usual um yeah so that was that was interesting but it was nice to like because it was also the it was a lot of firsts it was a day of firsts yeah i was also my first time back on public transport yeah um because you know parking costs in the city not going there mm. uh, <laughs> not going there so i'm like i'll take the bus um but yeah being on the bus was i felt like such a rookie because like they've brought in measures to you know keep you separate from the driver and stuff yeah. you have to enter through the middle door not the front door and i like an idiot went to the front door and was oh, like just instinct yeah instinct <laughs> yeah. why like why isn't the door and then i looked up from my phone when the door didn't open like oh there's a sign on it saying enter through the mid- um okay got it i'm with you uh, so that was funny but um but yeah no everything was 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 good with that so it was just a really great day and we had a really lot of catch up we went to this mm. lovely cafe uh restaurant that we've been trying to go to for a while and it was delicious and mm. just yeah yeah nice. i had a really good couple of days off yeah nice it was Seems really like good. you also got to recharge your batteries i i same yeah. yeah i needed that i needed that work's been very stressful with end of financial year and yeah. we, we've kind of calmed down a little bit now which is good but yeah that was like it was crazy right on the cusp of me having those two days off. So right, it was yeah. nice to nice to do that, have some fun, have some me time. And I've also been watching a bunch of stuff. So I've, um yeah, I've, I've got a quickie review later on mm-hmm. that I want to dive into a bit more in depth uh, on. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that's me basically. Yeah. That's, that's, that we're up to date. So, okay. With that all said, uh, let's get into the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. 
Alright, it's nerdy news time and starting off the news with some sad news again this week. Uh, we have lost a comedy legend, uh, one of the biggest names ever in the game, Carl Reiner, passed away this week at the age of 98, which is just nuts. Mm-hmm. How big of a life did that man live? Like, that's just incredible. Um, so... Wayne and I actually were talking before we started mm. recording that we're probably more familiar and contemporary audiences probably more familiar with his son, Rob Reiner, who's a well-known director um, and f- directed one of my favorite movies ever, The Princess Bride, mm. uh, amongst many others. Um, yeah, but right. yeah, yeah. Um, but Carl was just, you know, we wouldn't have Rob without Carl. And he just, I don't know, there's just an incredible legacy. And I, I, I would be here for a whole hour if we had to go through the whole thing. But um, yeah, he, he created the Dick Van Dyke show, which I did not know. Yeah, wow. Which wow. is, yeah. So we have, we have uh, to thank Carl Reiner for that, which is just amazing. Um, God, what else did he, like he, he was a big collaborator with um, Sid Caesar in the 50s. Um, on his variety shows called uh, Your Show of Shows and Caesar's Hour. Mm. Sid um, Caesar's Coach Calhoun in Greece, for those who are wondering yes. who Sid Caesar is. Yes, thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, he collaborated frequently with Mel Brooks, mm. as most know. Mel Brooks, was, Mel Brooks was in The Princess Bride, wasn't he? Or maybe I'm... No, maybe I'm getting confused. Anyway, I'm, <laughs> my brain is firing. Anyway, <laughs> they all work together at diff- in diff- yeah. on different things throughout their lives. But they were... Yeah, they collaborated together um, many, many times. And they yeah remained close, close friends mm. right until the end. Like even through COVID lockdown, they were still wow, hanging sweet. out. Yeah. yeah, which is just lovely. Um, but yeah, so he created the Dick Van Dyke show. Um, he also directed Steve Martin in The Jerk which is pretty huge. Um, and they also work together on Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid <laughs> and uh, The Man With Two Brains. Um, he directed George Burns in Oh God, which is a movie I keep hearing a lot about lately. I feel like I need to seek that one out. Um, he directed um, the, the 93 spoof film Fatal Instinct. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and more recently, uh, he was actually in the Ocean's Eleven franchise. Oh, right. Yeah. He was in all three, 11, 12, and 13. Um, and he was actually the voice of Carl, this is a great pun, Carl Rhinoceros (laughs) in Toy Story 4. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. 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 He was in the, um, uh, it's at the start and it also has Mel Brooks in it as well. Oh really? That's great. Yeah, that's so good. I didn't. I didn't know Mel Brooks was in it as well. That's yeah. That's so awesome. Um, but yeah, he was just a, an incredible legend of of comedy, of film, and of television. So thank you so much, Carl Reiner, for your incredible work. And you will definitely be missed. Absolutely. That's for yeah. sure. My goodness. Okay, into better news now. Starting with some Marvel news, which is a sentence I've been dying to say for a long time. Shut up, Wayne. Shut up, Wayne. Shut up, Wayne. I've been um, dying to hear it, Kendall. Dying I'm sorry to hear I'm it. not there to um, uh, help you, Kendall. Yeah, I, it's okay. I probably didn't entirely think this through recording the podcast. Just Wayne and, and me in the same room. This is going to get ugly. I'm talking less. I don't know what's more. going on. <laughs> 
Uh, okay. All right. So Marvel news. Right. Um, this is exciting. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, which is one of the upcoming films of Phase 4. Um, that is going to be resuming production here in Australia uh, at the end of July. They're looking to resume shooting at Fox Studios in Sydney um, once they go through all the proper safety and security measures with COVID, um, you know, allowing international people to come and quarantine and all of that jazz. So they're going to be taking the, all the proper uh, measures to make sure that the film can be made and in a safe way. So that's really, really exciting. Um, what else do we have in movie news? This makes me very happy to hear. Sam Neill was interviewed recently um, and he talked about the upcoming Jurassic World Dominion, the third film in the franchise. Um, one of my biggest gripes of uh, Fallen Kingdom, the previous film, was the fact that the trailers all boasted the return of Ian Malcolm. Yes. The return <laughs> of the Bloom to the Jurassic World. Yeah. Literally. Can you miss him? Blink and you <laughs> fucking miss him. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Yeah. They put him in the trailers and I was like, awesome. And then literally the only time you see him in the film is what is that stuff from the trailers. Yeah. I rude. Was r- very rude. Disrespect all the way. So the good news here is the fact that Sam Neill has gone on the record to say that actually him, um, Sam Neill himself... Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that? (laughs) Oh no, Mike. Um, So they're going to be they're going to be return like not just returning for this film, but they're going to (laughs) be. Wayne's Wayne's making me laugh. Um, They're going to be uh, actually integral to the story. So they're going to be featured throughout the entire film. So we're redeeming ourselves from the previous Jurassic World movie. Yes, yes. Um, I love this news. Yeah, isn't it great? So I'll elaborate later. No, that's okay. I'm glad you're excited. (laughs) It's very exciting. Um, Yeah, director Colin Trevorrow, I think he he has also said that they wanted to find a way to bring these characters back mm. in a way that felt natural yeah, and not sense. forced. M- makes sense. Um, and so they, yeah, they were waiting for the right time and the right story to do it. And so it looks like with this film, that's why it's happening. And that's why they're going to be through the whole thing, which is so great. So we're going to get to see the, the OG three alongside Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard and the, the, the rest of the cast as Amazing. well. Yeah. It's going to be great. I'm, so I'm now, I'm feeling a bit more relaxed about yeah. Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> but hopefully it's, hopefully it's a good film. I'm sure it will be. Okay. All right. More movie news. Seth Rogen uh, is developing a CGI animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. Um, yes. Very interesting news. Um, yeah, he's teaming up with Nickelodeon and his um, longtime film and TV partner, Evan Goldberg. They're going to be bringing uh, an animated version of the Turtles to the big screen in a couple of years down the track. No words on the story, casting or anything just yet. I'm sure we'll have more of that for you guys as it develops. But that is in the works right now. Uh, speaking of in the works, there's a lot of things in the works everything in the news this week is 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 things that are just being announced this next item um is kind of interesting so i don't know if it's actually going to be going ahead but hopefully fingers crossed um edgar wright and um director of 
the awesome film, many awesome films, but the awesome film in question, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, um, and Brian Lee O'Malley, who uh, wrote the comic book series uh, for Scott Pilgrim back in the day, they are working together to try and turn Scott Pilgrim into an anime series or t- or film. Mm-hmm. They want to see how the story can be translated in an anime format, uh, which is super exciting. One of my really good friends is like obsessed with Scott Pilgrim. It's like his favorite thing ever. Cute. He didn't know about this. I told him today. I've never seen him lose his shit so hard. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. Especially because uh, uh, O'Malley has also said that he's kind of thinking about doing like writing more Scott Pilgrim oh. like comics and nice. um, returning to seeing where these characters are, are up to now. Um, and he and then I think he passed out. So um, <laughs> <clears throat> so that was funny. But yeah, so that's really, really cool. So I think Scott Pilgrim is something that's going to translate very well into an anime. Uh, if for those who have seen the film, the format of like the film and the way that it, it's used the live action and the kind of animation graphics around it. I think yeah. it's a match made in heaven if you put this in an anime. So I think it's going to look, yeah, it's going to look brilliant. So I really, really, really hope that this goes ahead. So when it's confirmed, I'm sure we will be the first, mm-hmm. of course, to let you guys know. Um, moving into TV news now. This is completely out of the blue, but I'm also kind of here for it. Beavis and Butthead are coming back. Um, Comedy Central is teaming up with uh, the original creator of the show, Mike Judge, um, who also voices Beavis and Butthead, to work on a, a reboot. Um, and they're going to be producing two more seasons of the show. Ooh. And it's basically just going to be the same thing, except, you know... Now they're in the 2020s instead of the 1990s um, and, you know, making fun of uh, millennials instead of the Gen Xs. Easy targets. Easy targets. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm really curious to see how that's going to play out, but I'm really glad that Mike Judge is involved as well. I think that's important. Um, So, yes, that's very, very cool. And lastly, in the nerdy news this week, uh, gaming fans should be excited, hopefully, by this. a Fallout TV series is in the works. This is a pretty big gaming franchise. Uh, a lot of people I know are obsessed with the Fallout series. Um, the games themselves have been very hit and miss. They've been some incredible ones and some not so great ones. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see how it translates into a TV series. But the really cool thing is the fact that it's going to be developed by the creators of Westworld, uh, Jonathan Nolan, yes, related to Christopher, Nolan. and and his his partner in TV and in life, uh, his wife Lisa Joy, uh, are going to be working on this series, and it's going to be on Amazon. So. Yeah, another big get for Amazon. Mm. Really, really cool. I just clicked in my head that I now have Amazon Prime and that's where the Lord of the Rings show is going to be. So now I'm also very excited about that. (laughs) But now I get to watch a Fallout TV series eventually when that happens. Um, No casting, no story, no no news other than that. So that is announced. That is coming. Stay tuned for more. All right. That's nerdy news, guys. Uh, Fulia, is there anything in there you want to touch on? Um, look, I'm excited that, um, Shang-Chi is, uh, getting back into production. Um, you know, the fact that the, you know, the, the film production companies have, have had to stop because of what's been happening, um, has been pretty, um, 
pretty sad. But um, the fact that they're able to start up again is really exciting, which means that we will hopefully get the film um, sooner than we thought it might happen. Yes. Um, can't really think of any other news that really struck me, to be honest. Okay. Um, yeah, sad sad to hear about uh, Carl Rayner uh, passing away. Um, the, the Dick the Bear Dyke show was a favourite of mine and I absolutely loved it. Mm. Yeah. So very sad to hear that he passed away. Mm. Yeah. What about yourself, Wayne? Yeah, it's uh, I, I agree about um, Carl Rayner as well. But look, 98, what a fantastic innings. What an incredible legacy. Uh, yeah. that, that's the yeah. way you want to do it. Yeah. You know, it's a, a really full life and one that's made people, so many people laugh and mm. really happy. Like, mm-hmm. laughter is such a great gift. And yeah, something as iconic as the Dick Van Dyke show. Like, I've not never seen an episode of the Dick Van Dyke show, but know it well enough. Like, it's ingrained in popular culture. And that's, that's what anyone in the entertainment business could ask for. Yeah. <laughs> it's just something. Uh, that is so long standing like that. So, for sure. Yeah, a lot of respect uh, to Carl Reiner um, for all of the work he's done. I'm super excited about Jurassic Park. Yes. Uh, bringing back the Trinity. Yes. <laughs> yes. He just made that first film so amazing. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I'm actually a fan of the Jurassic World uh, movies. Uh, I, you know, we all know about the second one. That it was. <laughs> Pretty, really good uh, until the third act. Until, yeah, yeah, until it wasn't. Yeah, uh, but still overall a good movie, I Yeah, have to say. it's, it's not, not a terrible No, I'm like, you'd revisit it. You'd yeah, I'd, on, I'd watch it again. Yeah, you'd grab the popcorn, you'd put your feet up, you know. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily talk all the way through it. It's, it's you know, it deserves attention. Yes. Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. Um, but uh, Jurassic World Dominion, I think even more so. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's probably the, the news that's really stuck out the most for me this week. Mm. Um, yeah, just lo- like the Jurassic movies. Um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you can, it's either hit or miss, I feel, with yeah. their screen adaptations, film and TV. They're either just nail it or they don't. Um, so I'm reserving judgment on this one. <laughs> Fair call. And, yeah, and, and I agree with you. I think an anime version of Scott Pilgrim is just perfection. Yeah. Um, don't f it up. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> just like don't screw it up because I think it has the potential to be absolutely brilliant. Yeah, because that movie is so much fun. It's great. Yeah, isn't it? I'm yeah. not a fanatic over it uh, like your mate is Kendall. Yes, but uh, I really had a lot of fun with it, mm. um, and now I may need to revisit it. <laughs> I think just to brush up on my Scott Pilgrim knowledge. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, how about yourself, Michael? Uh yeah, um, it's kind of great that. Uh, that um about the originals coming back to Jurassic Park. I mean, it's what we've been dying for for so many years, mm-hmm. uh, and ever since um, uh, uh, Jurassic World, the second one was a bit of a bit of a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's probably the first movie that. It, that I've ever seen, I wanted to hurt a little girl. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you selfish little bee. (laughs) You've doomed us all. (laughs) 
Anyway, but yeah, that'll be that'll be great. Uh, Sam Neill coming back, Laura Dern, uh, Jeff Goldblum, of course, and probably hopefully not not just one scene. <laughs> cheat us, cheat us out. Uh, exci- a bit excited for the two ma- uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles film. Mm. Um, uh, hopefully, it's a film because the t- TV show is a bit. Uh, as being was great during the um, I think it was like the late uh, tennies or whatever they're called. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where they where they um harken back to uh the original TV show, uh, the comics uh, as well. Just mixture of everything really, and it, it's it was sort of great for everyone. And um, Scott Pilgrim. That was a good movie. Um, I I don't really understand the the sort of cult following behind it, but but I can actually understand why. I mean, it, it was an indie um, indie comic, um, mm. and it just came out of nowhere, really. Especially in a movie, if you haven't se- seen this before, and, yeah. <laughs> and it, it actually, um, funny enough. Uh, being a comic movie, it had a lot of uh, uh, comic book um, heroes uh, star in it. Yeah, as well. that's true. If you think about it, you got Chris Evans, Captain mm-hmm. America, mm-hmm. Uh, playing a dick. Yeah, <laughs> not the first and last time he's playing a dick. No, very <laughs> true. Uh, who else have we got? You got uh, Brie Larson. Mm. Yep. Uh, oh. Oh, what's what's his name? Um, he played Superman. Yeah, in Brandon Ralph. Returns. Yeah, Brandon Ralph. Yeah. yeah, Brandon Ralph. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was good. Beavis yeah. and Butthead. I'm not not too sure about. I mean, Beavis and Butthead as itself is a time capsule. Yeah. Uh, of of the nine, <laughs> the nineties, uh, the the sort of nineties stereotype of what a teenager was and. If it if it's, I don't know if it if it's going to be like Beavers and Butt Butthead, but aged up and they have kids for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like the teenagers now are not the teenagers of yesteryear. So, it will be interesting, but I'm not really looking forward to that. Um, well, hopefully yeah. it's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if they've got Mike Judge on, onto it, uh, I'm sure he's going to do something. I mean, he hasn't really done anything, like, terrible. Um, mm. If you think about his work, he's done Beavers and Butthead, King of the Hill, uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah. Uh, Office was Office Space. Yeah. Uh, that that was good. Mm. And, and still good to this day. You can still... <laughs> Sort Office of a, Space wasn't really that great. Yeah, it was. No, yeah. it wasn't. Oh, what's wrong with what's wrong with that? <laughs> if you're saying it aged well, it hasn't. <laughs> well, it is. It is. It is. Uh, like one of those '90s throwbacks. It's like, oh, it's. It's sort of in the same vein as uh, American Beauty as well. The sort. The sort of um, the office worker who breaks free from. From uh, the monotony of ba- office work, basically. Yeah, I don't know. 
don't know. Talk less. Smile more. <laughs> cool. What about you, Kendall? <laughs> yeah. Throwback. We got there. We got there. <laughs> <laughs> what, am I, what am I supposed to say? It's like, and that, and I have spoken. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. Quill. <laughs> Um, I'll okay. also, sorry, yes. uh, I also mentioned the um, sort of group cameo that uh, um, Cole Rayner was in Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. It it also had uh, Carl, uh, Car- Carol uh, Bennett. Um, yeah. And also Be- uh, Betty White as well. Mm. Oh, really? In the, yeah, in the same scene. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so get those cameos in before before they all disappear. Mm. <laughs> Sad face. Mm. Sad face. Because, like, losing losing Carl Reiner, sadly, has only just made me realise, like, Mel Brooks is probably not long for this world. But he Ooh. seems he seems to be in quite good health. So who knows? Right. Yeah. I, I pray. Him and Betty White, I pray for. <laughs> I'm not religious, but I'll pray for them. Um, yes. Okay. All right. Shall we move along then, kids? We, yep. we shall, Mum. All right. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that was the nerdy news for this week, which means it's now time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. He had. All righty then. It's trailer park time, and we have three trailers, as is per usual, starting with. The film that I really, really want, really, really right now, and better not get delayed or I will get really pissed off. <laughs> uh, and that is Respect. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Could they have found someone more perfect to play Aretha Franklin than Jennifer Hudson? Because no, they couldn't <laughs> have. It's not possible. Um, perfect casting choice. She's brilliant. This could be another Oscar for her, at, or at l- the very least another nomination, mm. um, which, you know, she looks just from the little bits we see in this teaser trailer. I feel like that's something very possibly could happen. Um, but it looks amazing. Uh, she's singing amazing. Like, we've always known she has an, uh, just an incredible voice. But the way she's altering it to sound a bit more like Aretha is just really, really nice. Mm. To the point where you're like, it can you can hear Aretha in her, but you know it's not Aretha. Um, so I think that's yeah, I think it's handled really well. It looked yeah, visually gorgeous. The whole aesthetic of it, you know, being set fifty obviously fifties and sixties and thereafter, covering Aretha's life um, as she you know makes it big as a singer and everything that happened. To her after that. I hope we get some Blues Brothers stuff in this film. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be really yeah. cool. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm just super stoked for this. Um, yeah, I, I actually forgot it was happening until the trailer came out this week. I'm like, oh, that's right. They announced this a little while ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. I really can't wait to watch this. So I really, yeah, truly hope it doesn't get delayed because, um, yeah, it just looks... Stella and I, I don't really have too much to say because it was a, it was a teaser and it did mm. a really nice job of just teasing you know what the film looks like and these are the players and 
you know, this is the sound we're going for. You know, everyone knows Aretha. You don't really need to show too much yet at this point. So we'll probably get one or two more trailers before now, like between now and its release date. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm so excited. So Fulia, yes. what did you think? Um, I liked the fact, it, uh, the fact that it was just a little teaser. Um, I, I love some of Aretha Franklin's songs. They're just, yeah. they're so amazing. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like Jennifer Hudson, man, like who else could they have picked? Honestly. Um, yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, like I'm, I'm liking I'm liking the fact that it's um going to, it's it's a biopic about her so um yeah I've I've always been curious about what her life was like in the lead up to mm. her success so um to be able to see a film about her is is going to be really great because you know there's going to be more information that I'm going to find out about um uh, about Aretha so I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Yeah. How about yourself, Wayne? Yeah, this is my favourite trailer of the week. Yeah, mine and too. Yeah, and it, it does what a teaser should do. It really gets you excited for the for the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I love everything about this trailer. It was absolutely perfection, uh, which is problematic now because now the film has to live up to the promise. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, Jennifer Hudson just looks and sounds absolutely stunning here. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's it's there's not really much I can say about this because perfection just sums it up. Yeah, um, it is a flawless trailer. It really does get you excited to watch this movie, and um, yeah, it's achieved that in, in in spades for me. I just I think it looks absolutely exquisite. Um, I can't wait to watch this one. Yeah, uh, what did you think about it, Mike? Yeah, um, as you say. It's definitely piqued my interest. I don't know much about Aretha Franklin, but I do do know her song, and of course Blues Brothers as well. Mm. Um, um, yeah, I I would be really interested in watching this. Uh, going in cold, I don't know about her life, so it will be ve- it will be very nice to sort of dwell into her life. And also, um, it, it got also got me excited to. I don't, I don't know why it probably seems bad that I'm I'm saying this but uh when I saw when I saw um when I saw Mark Marin in it I thought yep I'm in <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah. it's like oh my god it's Mark Marin <laughs> is he is he is he going to be the new um Stan Lee cameo he's like oh he pops <laughs> up everywhere <laughs> maybe yeah oh my god he's in the Joker oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, definitely go and see it. What about you, Kendall? (laughs) (laughs) What about over to you, Kendall? Oh, thank you very much, Mike. Um, Okay, so at this stage in the United States, you can check out Respect um, on Christmas Day this year. Um, no Australian release date. Maybe yet. a Boxing Day movie for us. Maybe a Boxing Day film. Yeah, I mean, not not normally the release dates are that close to the US, but it might be. This might time, be. This yeah. Time around, yeah. Yeah. Very true. Uh, anything goes. Yeah, it really does. During a pandemic, really. Yeah. We will see. Uh, okay, the next trailer we're going to talk about is for an upcoming HBO Max series by the name of An American Pickle. This one fascinates me so much 
uh, after I saw it pop up, um, you know, when I was putting together the, you know, the run sheet for the episode, after I saw it pop up, like, and grab my attention, I read the description on IMDb and then what it described is what you see in the trailer. Mm. But I was like, that's such an interesting story idea. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, really random, really, really interesting to me. Um, yeah. And, and kind of at a, like not not in Seth Rogen's typical wheelhouse, I yeah. feel like it's a little different for him, um, which is really cool that he's maybe going to be doing a bit more. Like, because this seems like kind of a like the concept is kind of a comedy, but then the trailer kind of showed a bit more drama to it mm. than than comedy. I think so. It's kind of a half and half. Um, so yeah, and you know the fact that he's playing, you know the 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 old man um, that gets. <laughs> somehow preserved in, in pickle brine that's fine <laughs> it's it's clearly a heightened reality really that they're, they're, they're living in um and yeah and then you know he's preserved for 100 years and then here we have uh him interacting with seth rogan the grandson um yeah so that's that's a that's gonna be a really cool dynamic um <clears throat> i suppose that's how they can get away with the fact that he can play both characters yeah. and all of that um yeah but no i i'm i'm i don't know i'm really interested like i i I, i'm not like in love in love yet Mm. but my curiosity is peaked um and i can't wait to see where they take it i really hope they take it to some interesting places i hope it's funny and as someone that's kind of um generally more often than not i really like seth rogan's humor um some stuff i don't Mm. but uh, most of his stuff i do um like yeah, so I and I haven't really seen too much of his, you know. I mean, he 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 co-created pre- the show Preacher, and I know that's completely different to this. But like, I haven't really seen too much of his, you know, um, movements in the television world. So this is going to be kind of cool to see that. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else I can say other than I I think I'll check it out because yeah, just I'm fascinated by it, and I it looks I think it looks good, I, and I think it'll be good. But I yeah. Fingers crossed. Fulia, what do you think? Um, I'm liking the fact that this uh, isn't your typical Seth Rogen comedy. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's also showing his sort of versatility in his acting skills, um, and the fact that um, he can actually do some serious roles. Um, so I'm I'm kind of looking forward to seeing this myself. Um, yeah, and. You know, it, it, the trailer did show a lot of um, seriousness to it. Like there was more drama than comedy. But then when he was, you know, preserved in the pickle brine and then all of a sudden he's brought back to life in modern day, um, it, that's where the humor sort of starts to pick up. Um, and, yeah, it's it's an interesting look um, into a film that I probably wouldn't have been able to come up with. <laughs> um, and it's it, it's definitely something different. So um, I'd be interested in seeing this one. How about yourself, Wayne? Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm on a similar wavelength. I'm intrigued by this, but not overly excited. Mm. 
I like, I think it's such a quirky premise. So I really like that. Um, you can see that the humor is going to be like a fish out of water mm. type element. Um, also generational humor, um, old school with, you know, a contemporary mindset. And I'm sure, you know, the moral of the story might even be that some of that old fashioned thinking isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm. Uh, you know, the listening to your elders because they've got experience, um, so there's a lot to play with here. Um, but yeah, I, I said, it's, I'm more intrigued than excited by this. So I'm not dismissing this at all. Um, but I, I feel like it can either go down a very predictable path. You know, once you get over that initial setup, mm. that is really unique and quirky and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, because it does seem like a very, you know, let me learn my life lessons and by listening to, to someone, you know, by, by my elders and, and things like that. So I feel like, yeah, it's either going to go a very predictable path or it might surprise us just like how the premise is really different. Um, so, yeah, so I'm interested to see if there's a follow-up trailer to this. Um, but if not, I'll be checking it out anyway, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, as I said, it's, it's intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, what did you think about it? Um, I actually quite quite enjoyed it. I, I thought... Um, I watched it. Uh, I watched it, and it was uh, Seth Rogen. I thought, oh, I'll just have a look at this, and yeah, it it is what it is. It's uh, fi- as you say, fish out of water. Um, and and um, the premise is very bizarre. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, if you it <laughs> it's sort of um, if you don't buy this premise, you're not going to buy the entire film. Oh yeah, true. So mm-hmm. so you have to be. It's it's sort of daring you to get on board. There's, uh, yes, he he's preserved in 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 uh, in the pickle brine, and if you don't, and if you can't get over that, then you're not going to enjoy the film. Hmm. Um, and what I really enjoy about this is it 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 does look indie, but it it's it's sort of almost the it's almost shot like lazily, but you. You know that it had to be very technical, considering um, the two main leads are played by the same person, yeah. mm. and I'm really and I'm really intrigued by that. Mm. And it also, uh, dare I say, it's probably going to be better than Jack and Jill. <laughs> I don't think that's a hard hard benchmark to pass, though. No. Really, no. I know, but considering <laughs> considering this would have like. I don't know, maybe less budget than it would have in Jack and Jill. And Mm. it doesn't have that sort of polish, Mm. dare I say. Uh, (laughs) Pickle pickle polish. And, and yeah, um, um, I would really enjoy watching this. And I don't mind the sort of dramedy as well. Mm. Uh, I know Seth Rogen has done this sort of um, acting before. Um, uh, each to whatever success that you get. I mean, I'm one of the rare people that actually enjoy funny people. Um, and also, um, it, and Seth Rogen sort of uh, had, he's always had this um, stigma about him because uh, everyone knows him. He, he's, the, he's the layabout bum from Knocked Up and how are you going to, get away from that sort of stereotype yeah uh and yeah and i suppose i'll leave it there 
Cool. All right then. Is, is that good? Is, that, is that, that was good great. Enough? That was great. <laughs> Very smooth. Um, and, so, and I've said my piece. And you've said your piece. And that's the end of that chapter. <laughs> so, Kendall, when can we see this? Well, if, in, if you're in the United States, you'll be able to check this out on the 6th of August on HBO Max, um, which means Foxtel for us mm. down under. Um, I don't know if it's going to be streaming here in Australia around the same time, but uh, probably. Um, so, yeah, not too long to wait for that one. So that's exciting. And lastly, this week for Trailer Park, we have got a quick little interesting teaser for um, Pixar's upcoming film, Soul. Um, I really liked this teaser, but I'm just confused by it. Mm. Only <laughs> because like, it's, it's so different to the previous trailers we've gotten for this film. Because like... Soul was already supposed to have come out, I think, and because of, it was one of the films delayed by COVID, I'm pretty sure. Um, so they've, you know, they've put out another trailer to remind us it's it's still coming um, and all of that. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of that coming up soon. Um, but the first two trailers really kind of gave you more of a glimpse at the general sense of what the film was going to be about, um, which was fine and good and, you know, you know what you're going in for. But this teaser, if you hadn't seen the previous ones and you just watched this... And then you go in and watch Soul, you're going to be so confused. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because for those who don't know, uh, Soul is, you know, it's about this wonderful character who's a music teacher. He's an up and coming jazz musician, finally get, is about to get his big break and he dies. And it seems very, very sad. And he goes into the, you know, purgatory, if you will. Um, and he's, you know... He, where they're, they're all like these really cute ghosts that have like it's just this one kind of aspect of who they were as a human like physically to just so you know who you're looking at very very cute um but yeah and it's about his journey as a ghost and trying to you know maybe get i think get back to come back to life or something or or just or dealing with the you know stages of grief and death mm. and processing all of that and stuff so it's all about that this trailer just shows nothing of that Trail, this trailer just kind of shows a, you know, our our you know music loving uh, lead character just kind of going through life and enjoying all the moments that we're given, you know, all the good times that we're given with our loved ones, with our careers, you know, with the things that make us feel alive, you know, it's like a reminder. And maybe it's okay that we get this trailer in this sense just because the world's a pretty dark place at the moment and you know i mean pixar always has the right way to kind of say mm. give the give these beautiful messages of humanity and what it means to be human in just such a nice you know easily digestible animated form you know um and so maybe it's, it was just a nice way to not only promote the film but to just kind of remind people to focus on you know their lives and the, the good the good in their lives the positivity and the things that make them happy and keep them passionate um so maybe that's why they've done this but if it on terms of a movie going sense i yeah it's weird that they would do this uh that aside i can't get over how good this animation looks mm. it's almost real life like for me like that's how good it looks they the characters look so great the the background you know scenes of the city and the classroom and the jazz club all look so realistic. Even that subway scene. Yeah. 
you know, where he's listening to the busker. Like that was, it was so great. That sounds like a song that's going to make me cry and <laughs> I'm going to love it. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie's going to make me cry and I know it. So, but I, yeah, I'm still in, I still can't wait. Uh, Fulia, as the resident animated film lover of this <laughs> podcast, what are your thoughts, my dear? Um, I think you're right, Kendall, in, in when you said that uh, this trailer doesn't really give you much about what the previous trailers have shown us. Um, yeah. So I was actually confused myself because after watching it, I thought I had just stumbled across the teaser from a few months ago. So I had to do mm. an extra search. I'm like, I, but it's, and I saw the fact that it came out a week ago and I'm like, this doesn't seem right though. <laughs> mm. So um, I was just as confused when I watched this trailer because um, it stops at the point where they would have continued on to say, okay, so this is what's going to happen. Um, mm. And it doesn't really show you much about the soul part of it. Um so like I'm I'm still interested in seeing it um from when I first saw the first initial trailers. Um but this particular trailer, I mean as good as, good as it is, uh I'm just a little bit confused as to why they wouldn't at least tack on the extra little bit about the whole soul thing. Um but other mm. than that, um you're right. The animation style is definitely very realistic. They've gone full CGI with this and it's really awesome. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing another, uh, I'm hoping musical. <laughs> so, Cause I, I love a good, you know, I love good jazz music and sort of like soul music. It's, it's, um, it's really, yeah. it's really, mm. it's really comforting type of music for me. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Wayne, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, it feels like this is a trailer for a totally different movie. Yeah, <laughs> really, because even the aesthetics are different from like the real world or you know our world and the afterlife world. You know, they're, they're animated differently. One's mm. more cartoonish than the other. Yeah. Um, however, overall, as a trailer, this is absolutely exquisite. It is so beautiful. I could not believe just the attention to detail um, on the characters here. I shouldn't be surprised because it's Pixar. Mm. Um, but I was really moved by the aesthetics of this. Um, I think the uh, you know previous trailer for Soul that we had discussed, I, I, I don't particularly remember being over-enthused by it. Right. Um, if this was the only trailer, though, I saw for this movie, I would be in front of the queue oh, great. take my money because it just looks so beautiful the problem is we know that this is not what the movie is yeah this is kind of, it almost feels like this is a montage of the first 10 minutes maybe mm. you know like mm -hmm. just the, the, the plot the character introductions and the plot setup um so i mean look as a trailer it is just beautiful the problem is I know more about the movie than what this trailer lets on. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I don't really know if I can get overly excited because, again, if this was the only trailer for it, I'd be super excited because I think this trailer makes the movie look better than the previous trailer did. Yeah. Um, because there's just so much heart in this. Yeah. Again, like I cannot, uh, you know, emphasize enough how beautiful these characters are, are illustrated. 
um, it, it's heartbreaking. You could take any any screenshot and frame it, and it would look like a family photo. Mm. It is so beautiful. Um, I can't say that word enough times. So, Mike, I'm going to head over to you. <laughs> well, um, as you say, uh, it, it is a weird trailer. And I think because of what's been going on, uh, I would like to name these trailers as reminder trailers. Mm. Because you got a teaser trailer, you got the main trailer, either one or two of them, and this is sort of a reminder trailer. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, remember this? This is this is still happening. Yeah, sort of, sort of thing. Yeah. And they saw, and yeah, they can sort of do whatever they want, really. Um, it that it doesn't uh, talk about uh, the soul bit. It's just, it's just um, words on the screen, but it looks, as you say, it looks absolutely damn beautiful, mm. and. Yeah, there's not, and and uh, as this is supposed to be coming out, like uh, now now being moved to November, it's a, sort of um, we got another couple of months, and I don't know if they're going to do another reminder trailer, but mm. possibly, um, or they or they're saving it up for uh, another actual trailer. Yeah, there's not really much you can say about this one. It's just we've we we know about it. We've we sort of have an idea of where it's going to go, and yeah, I would call this a reminder trailer. Uh, when are we going to see this, Kendall? Well, we will be seeing Soul in cinemas on the twenty sixth of November. So a little nice. little while still to wait for that one, but it's going to be worth it. I think it's. Yeah, I got a good feeling about this one, that's for sure. Okay, so that was Trailer Park, rolling on out and rolling on up to a quickie review. Quickie review. Okay, so let's see how non-quick this quickie review will be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Uh, I'm going to, and I think Wayne shall as well, um, talk briefly about a really, really cool film on Netflix that I finally had the time to watch um, called Defive Bloods. (laughs) Uh, This is Spike Lee's latest film, um, and it's another two-and-a-half-hour epic um, roller coaster of emotions and and politics and violence and and just injustice and but like also camaraderie and friendship and loyalty and 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 mental illness and just there's so many different themes touched Mm. upon in this film um but i really really enjoyed it i i wasn't sure what kind of film it was going to be though um like not, inside, not entirely going in, but like once once you're in and you start watching, you kind of get a feel for what the film is about, you know, these these uh, Vietnam vets, you know, getting together. Mm-hmm. They've come back to Vietnam for the first time since the war and they're trying to find um, not only the remains of um, one of their, you know, um, fellow soldiers, um, their commanding officer, um, they're also trying to find this, the, the this like 
chest of gold bars. Um, that's kind of this treasure that they're looking for. Um, and they're not the only ones looking for it, of course. Uh, <laughs> therein lies complications. Um, but it just kind of seemed like, I felt like it was kind of one of those like space cowboys, yeah. like, you know, uh, bucket list, like those kinds of films where the older generation guys come back together, for, have this big reunion and they mm. do this one last journey kind of thing. Yeah. That's what I thought it was going to be. And it is kind of that, mm-hmm. but then it kind of just goes off into this <laughs> next level. Like that only kind of Spike Lee could really do and get away with, I think, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. So there's a lot of that. There's violence in this. There's a lot of blood. So if you're a bit squeamish with that stuff, then just brace yourself. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was blown away by it. I love the mixture between the, the flashbacks yeah. and the present day. I love the fact that the older actors were playing their younger selves. Mm. So you didn't lose track of who was who kind of thing. I mean, mm. most films generally tend to cast younger actors in the flashbacks, yeah. but I liked how they kind of connected that. Yeah. They did that without any de-aging as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which at first is a little jarring. You go, hang on, because, you know, the screen ratio is purposely different. So, you know, you're back in the day. One of yeah. them looks a lot younger than the others. Yeah. Uh, it takes you a while to sort of get on track with that. Mm. Um, but once you're on board and you understand, you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah I actually appreciated that as a yeah. technique. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of, when I was reading about the film afterwards, it, was, it seemed to be like the consensus was it was kind of done as like, they're looking back on there. Yeah, putting themselves. They're in that putting position. themselves yeah. back there where they were because now they're back exactly in that same spot, like yeah. forty years later. You know. Yeah, it made um, sense, doesn't it? It Makes does. Sense, yeah, it does. It does. It does. Um, yeah, um, I really like that we got to see Chadwick Boseman in this film. Black Panther represent. Mm-hmm. So that made me very happy. Um, but the standout for me was Delroy Lindo. Like, yeah. holy cow. <laughs> I hope he gets an Oscar nomination for this because mm. that was a that was a performance and a half. Mm. Um, I've always been a fan of his. Like, every time he pops up in something, he's a lovely, familiar face. Like, such a great character actor that just pops up in all these random movies. Plays kind of similar-ish characters, but, um, but he's just so magnetic. He has such a great screen presence. And I just, yeah, I really, really love him. And he was really great in this film he really went so vulnerable with his performance and like you know because he's he's this vet suffering from ptsd but he's in denial about it um he doesn't know how to process the fact that you know he's i mean there's a twist with his character that you find out later on in the film but i won't reveal it on the on the podcast but um you know he's hiding something he's not being fully honest with his friends and himself about what he's going through. Um, so that's a bit of a struggle and it's, it's hard to watch at times, especially towards the end of the film where he kind of goes completely off the reservation and mm. he's like talking to himself and, but it's, it's, but it's really well, well handled, well shot, well acted. Uh, the whole film, like all the characters are great. I love all of them. And yeah, it's, it's upsetting to see what happens to some, some of them, to be honest. But I love the, when, when it, when the film was funny, I love it. I laugh yeah. so much. It's great. And when it gets serious, you're really there. And I love the way, as again, as only Spike Lee does, is like tying in real life events mm. into this fictionalized story um, and, you know, reinforcing these political messages. Like, you know, we actually see like actual footage of the war in Vietnam. 
from both sides of the war. Like the really cool thing this film actually does, it doesn't, it doesn't pick a side. Yeah. It shows the perspective of both. And I think that's really important, especially because Viet, the Vietnam was such a decisive, like, you know, <laughs> people were not happy about it, um, whether you were American or not, or Vietnamese or not. Like it was a, yeah, a bit of a fucking mess. Um, so yeah, it's really nice that he's taken this approach to it. And then of course, you know, um, showing us footage of uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X and so many other, like, you know, people involved in the, like, the Black Panther movement in the United States and all that. So it's all, yeah, it's it's just amazing. Uh, it's a big, epic, epic two and a half hours, and I, I loved it. I'd probably give it, yeah, I'd probably give it a four out of five, I think. Mm. Yeah, Wayne, what, what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, um... It's yeah, interesting movie. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely is. It's got a gorgeous aesthetic to it. Um, I like Spike Lee as a storyteller. I mm. I think there's uh, there's always an underlying sense of humour, but it's never far from the political. Mm. Uh, what's magical about the Five Bloods is that it is a very political movie, but it's made at the time of its politics, and it has themes that unfortunately are still relevant now as they were 50 years ago yeah, right yeah um and this movie reinforces them because you know you know that there will be movies about uh, what it was like living in the trump administration right yeah. oh yeah this net this shows it now it points it out we get you know footage of of a, a trump uh, speech at a rally um and it's used for humor and it's done really really well yeah but it's so powerful because whilst these guys are reflecting on their experiences in vietnam a lot doesn't change when they relate it to today Mm -hmm. in terms of how we treat one another as human beings one of the things that i would critique this movie if it was done by anybody else i feel is sometimes it's quite heavy-handed there are literal lectures about love and this is a gorgeous message do not get me wrong Mm. but i think even in our most passionate and impassioned times i don't think we really know anybody who literally preaches the world would be a better place if we just loved one another Mm. we're friends and we should love one another and like it's 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 very very heavy Mm. But it works in this film, and I don't know why. Because on paper, if you gave it to me as a script, I'd be like, okay, maybe we need to tone this down a little bit. But it fits perfectly with the dynamics of these characters, the characters who speak and preach. And literally, it's a literal preaching about loving one another mm. to you know, make the world a better place. And it's, it's, it's a true message. But you know, it can sometimes be on the nose when it's directly delivered to you in a movie. Yeah. I don't know why it works. But it does. It normally would make me cringe. Be like, okay, let's tone it down. Let's soften it. Um, show don't tell. <laughs> All yeah. of these things. But again, Spike Lee is such an is such an engaging and and an interesting filmmaker. He knows how to tell these stories with effective gut punches and also with lovely humor. This movie throws a lot in there. It talks about a lot of things. It tries to cover a lot of things. Mm. But it feels so well balanced that you're not overwhelmed by it. Mm. I'm the first to complain that movies are far too long. Uh, More contemporary cinema just goes on and on and on. There isn't that 
economy of words, economy of of um, of scenes, of just getting to it. Um, I didn't feel it with this at all. Like yeah. I was invested, and once I got used to the style of the film, once uh, you know I understood how the flashbacks work, uh, it doesn't take you long to really settle in this. Um, it's 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 a it's an intriguing and it's a powerful movie. I don't particularly think it's perfect, but it delivers its message really well and is always engaging. Mm. Um, so I'd give this one four and a half. I thought it was yeah, a masterstroke from Spike Lee. Really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yay! Yes. <laughs> good recommendations from both of us. Yes. I think. I think so too. Yeah. Glowing reviews. Glowing reviews. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, yeah. If you have Netflix, do yourself a favor and check out *To Five Bloods*. Mm. Um, it's full on, but you will not be disappointed. That is for sure. Yeah, incredibly performed, actually. Oh. And uh, I agree with you about Delroy Lindo as well. I didn't yeah. mention how great the performances are, but he just. Yeah. delivers yeah yeah absolutely watch it for delroy lindo's performance alone yep. really yep 100 percent. yeah absolutely okay all righty so um that means now we've wrapped up our quickie or not so quick as usual reviews <laughs> uh, but you love it and now it's time for Yay! Yeah, it is. <laughs> that was so strange not doing that in the same room as you, Fulia. Yeah. But you still burst Kendall's eardrum. Yeah. That makes yes. you feel better. Yes. I'm bleeding. <laughs> Good. No, I'm not. It's, it's fine. It's fine. All right. <sighs> okay, so popcorn culture time, guys. Popcorn culture. Um, and, you know, in case you were under a rock this week, um, the incredible and one of the most famous shows to hit the stage in recent memory, Hamilton arrived on our small screens on Disney plus, uh, only a couple of days ago. Now the four of us have watched it, have consumed it. Um, so we're going to spend popcorn culture discussing it, giving our thoughts, what we liked, didn't like, etc., etc. Um, yeah, I'm excited about this to talk about it with people because I haven't really had a chance to d- deep dive with anyone yet. So this is going to be fun. Okay, so Hamilton. Um, yeah, this first uh, debuted in Broadway like four or five years ago now. This uh, f- this film that's on Disney Plus um, was from a, a performance that was filmed back in 2016 that features the original Broadway cast. Um, starring Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, as Alexander Hamilton. Uh, he also wrote the the whole play. Mm-hmm. The music and the lyrics are by him. And my God. <laughs> so I, I was telling Wayne before we started recording, I've never really um, given Hamilton any kind of time. Uh, you know, I know it's a huge thing in, in pop culture and in, and in the world of theater and musical theater in particular. Um but I, I, I was, you know, I would, I never immersed myself in in its music, um, you know, because the soundtrack's been readily available for people to listen to for a long time. Um, but I've kind of stayed away from it. I don't know if it was because I was like, oh, eventually it'll come to Australia and I'll watch it, or maybe it was just because I'm, you know, I tend to, you know, find my joy in cinema rather than theatre, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate for me. And I need to watch more theatre. Hence, I've watched this, and now I love this. 
Um, because yeah, I didn't know it was the whole thing was going to be wrapped from start to finish. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's so, it's such an interesting, and I love, I love it about this, the, the juxtaposition of the, you know, uh, 18th century, you know, um, <laughs> American men who are, you know, just gone through the revolution and America has found its independence and George Washington is president and all this stuff. But they're all rapping. It's all set to rapping and hip hop beats and grooves and and soulful music and uh, one of the my most diverse casts I've mm. seen on stage ever, which is fantastic um, and a really interesting and inspired choice, I think. Uh, yeah, I just I didn't I didn't know the whole yeah I wasn't ready for the <laughs> I'm like I need do I need subtitles for this because <laughs> it was so it was a bit jarring to try trying to get used to. Um, the way it was going to be because like I felt like I missed stuff at the start because I'm like oh okay I'm supposed to all right they're wrapping everything they're not gonna they're not gonna take a, a break and 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 have a scene of dialogue it's just going to be acted through the raps um through the music which is I think also really really cool and I think it's another thing that maybe sets Hamilton apart from other um musical shows um but yeah I really really loved it I love how educational it is as well about American history and about who these men were and how this country came to be, um, which is really, really, really interesting. As someone, um, you know, obviously Australian doesn't really know too much about the history of America, um, especially in terms of its founding fathers. Uh, so that was really, really cool. Um, it, <laughs> the, the rhyming is next level. I love how every every rhyme fits perfectly every like you know the all the intonations all the you know the different beats that the words fall upon like just all hits so well and effortless effortlessly if i can even speak <clears throat> i can't speak um <laughs> uh yeah it's just it's just so impressive and i loved the you know the, the stage setting itself mm. like it was gorgeous um the rotating stage was perfection for yeah. me that was one of my favorite things about it was this the way the stage moved and the way that they could mimic walking and things you know visions passing through and yeah. all of that stuff like it was just very clever um and the lighting as well uh, uh, just yeah everything everything was great costuming yeah everything i just i just loved the way it all worked so well together it was like such a finely oiled machine you know to to the point where there's a there's a time where um leslie odom jr as aaron burr is like on top of this table and then he has to jump up at the right moment for this guy to pull a, ta yes. a tablecloth out and if you fuck that up then well you're gonna look bad aren't you yeah <laughs> you know you're on broadway fuck <laughs> um, and they nailed it and it's mm. just and they carry on like it's not even a thing but it's so impressive to us watching absolutely like it's yeah, yeah it was it was so cool uh, yeah no I, I, I loved it I love the humour in this there's a lot of really cool humour whether it's sassy humour or just straight up comedy um, it's I yeah I had a few laughs while uh, while watching this and yeah and, and teared up a little bit a couple of the songs were emotional um the performances of the entire cast, every single, there was, I can't even name a standout for me because I, for me, they were all equally good as each other. Like I said, well-oiled machine, just perfection, really. Um, yeah, I, I adored it. Folia, Folia, what did you think? 
Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Oh, wow. I have never experienced a musical production like this in my life. This was like incredible from start to finish i was thinking oh yeah they they when i when i first start when if the when it first started i'm like okay so they're opening with a song and then the song finished and then the music kicks in for the next one i'm like oh okay they're gonna continue with another song yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then as it went on when it was it was just gonna be you know song after song after song i was just like Oh, so the whole thing's going to be all music. Yeah. So that sort of blew me away really unexpectedly. And um, I have to really commend the the actors, like, honestly, the fact that they have to sing from the for, like, over two and a half hours mm. is insane. Like, they would have had to go through so many rehearsals for this to get the beats on oh. point. They would, yeah. like honestly and the you know i i reckon the amount of water they would have had to consume backstage as they were changing <laughs> would have been yeah. insane <laughs> yeah because you can see them all sweating it out on stage oh right? my goodness yes Oof. um i'm kind of glad slobbering too. Yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm also i'm also glad that they not everybody is on stage the whole time they actually get a chance to go off stage and just a break, have a break to catch their breath and get ready for the you next scene. Look, right? Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't know where to look, would you? Because there's so the movements in this in this production. Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah. And not not only that, but it's like the whole thing flowed, just like you said, Kendall. It just it was just a river. It just flowed, yep. seamlessly, yep. and mm-hmm. it was absolutely perfection. Uh, yeah. I couldn't fault this production at all and this this ex- the experience that i got out of watching this has just really made me feel like i'm like a more of an appreciation for musicals um, lin manuel yeah i think me too lin manuel miranda oh my god what a talented man the, yeah. the the how dare he uh, <laughs> i know i know <laughs> <laughs> too much talent sir simply he, too much talent he can act he can sing he can write even getting right and bloody songs dude it's just it's insane yeah. <laughs> yes how about you lin manuel write less smile more. smile more. <laughs> <laughs> um as for the story itself uh, it was definitely very moving. Um, I really mm. enjoyed it. Uh, when it got to the end, when it got to the end, there were a few death scenes, and I was very sad. Um, I did get mm. quite emotional for those. Um, the music's very powerful, I have to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, oh man, I I really want to watch this again. Um, and I'm glad I can. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, just sort of like on a side note that's still related to Hamilton. Um, so uh, as you know, I watch uh, a lot of Tested.com videos um, with Adam Savage. And he, um, at, uh, I think it was like last year or earlier this year, had the opportunity to go and see the set of Hamilton and oh. for him, it was more of a 
experience to see what the prop and set pieces were all about and how they um how they looked and you know the costuming and all that sort of stuff um those champagne glasses really intrigued me because as soon as i saw them in the in the show it reminded me of what he saw so those actual glasses that look like that had liquid in him actually doesn't have anything in it yeah, I noticed that halfway through. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was really cool. That's a really great effect if you wanted to get like uh, something like you know champagne in a glass without having the champagne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, and the fact that you know the 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 glass table that um uh, the uh, that Aaron Burr uh, stood on that they pulled the sheet from. Um, yeah, you know it's it's amazing how it's not scuffed that much you know Mm. um they really take care of their props and set pieces really well um i love the i love the movements with the set pieces and the staging itself it's just like it's it's one of those type of productions where you wish you could work on (laughs) Mm. yeah for sure uh like for me it was like even though it was mainly the actors doing a lot of the movements of like, you know, the, the moving stairs and stuff like that. Um, I still was like, oh, man, I wish I could have just been one of those extras on stage moving the stairs around. Cause it, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, and hmm. the, the sheer amount of choreography that would have had to go through this whole show, like, holy crap. It is amazing well done to the cast and crew of this show Mm. i absolutely loved it well done (laughs) how about you wayne (laughs) um yeah look i i think hamilton is probably one of the best choreographed productions i have ever seen yeah um yeah I, i agree with you i think the way that the cast move the the way that they interact and bounce off each other sometimes literally it feels <laughs> um is really well done there's there's a lot of care here i think uh with body movement and the way that uh, the director has blocked it as well yeah yeah um, yeah you can you can you can really see this attention to detail because i find i found that the the set was really impressive i love the set yeah but really it's um it's quite bare when you think about it it's yeah, true you know the 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 side you know the sides so where the wings are in the back um you are really just like um scaffolding really dressed yeah. up um, and you've got a bare stage with a rotation in the center but you always know where you are. You always know when you're in a different space. You always know if you're in a different room or a different part of town, a different part of history, because it's 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 a long time frame. It essentially tells Alexandra's life story, really. Yeah. Um, so I think the staging is done really, really well. Um, there's no getting away from the music, though. The, the 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 soundtrack to this is just phenomenal um, and i'm like you as well uh kendall i like knew of hamilton um i actually did plan to go see it in sydney um yeah. next year not sure if i will now but um but that was my you know awareness of it and i purposely didn't want to know the music or anything i want to experience everything um sort of in one hit um, and and this delivered really really well as the as a filmed performance. Uh, I think this did a really great job. We've we've seen film performances through lockdown, and not, yes. not all of them 
you know, really hit the mark with it. Some mm-hmm. of the, the angles and so forth of the where the camera is feel, can feel a bit off. Um, I thought that this one was filmed um, absolutely perfectly. Uh, I think, you know, the close-ups were where they needed to be. We went wide where we needed to be. Um, we, we got a grasp of everything that was happening when we, when we needed to. Probably a better seat than if we were sitting in the audience, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and some of those close-ups were extreme and we're like, okay, hold back now. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a thing about performers who um, have a lot of saliva, <laughs> which I get because they're projecting and they're talking and singing a lot. Like, I get it. But, yes. you know, you don't see that when you're in an audience. You see no. it at home. Yes. This does not detract from the enjoyment of uh, of Hamilton. No. Um, still talking about the songs, I think, you know, one of the signature songs is My Shot, which is mm. just so beautifully done. Um, my favorite song, though, was um, called The Room Where It Happens. Yes. Yeah. Um, I love that, that song, one. too. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a number of reasons why I my, that was my favorite. First of all, the way that it is choreographed and performed um, – by Leslie Odom Jr. is absolutely outstanding. Like, incredible. Yeah. You want to talk about energy. Like, that song just encompasses it. Also, it's a testament um, primarily to Lin-Manuel Miranda, who wrote this. Because the, 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 the event that is being sung about is incredibly significant in American history. Mm. Where do we put the capital? And, yeah. you know, do we have a national bank? And fight? Like, so it's, it's, it's this negotiation. And so it's referred to as the Compromise of 1760, I believe. Yeah. And as the song so eloquently says, only three people know what happened in that room. Yeah. So anyone else would have you know, played the scene out as the three men walk into the room. Let's fade the lights down. And then we see the ramifications of that and sing about the aftermath. Lin-Manuel Miranda does a whole song about something where the character, Aaron Burr, has no idea what happened. Yeah. He's singing about, I have no idea what's going on in there. And it goes for several minutes. Yeah. And it is absolute genius. Yeah. Like it is an, absolute ingenious work that you make a ho- because the event is significant but we don't expect any sort of performance about it no because it's so mysterious we only know the aftermath yeah but it's used to describe how important this room is as well as Bo's own i suppose motivation and determination to be so important that he is also in a room like this mm. It is a work of genius on so many levels, but even from a narrative point of view, it boggles the mind, (laughs) really, (laughs) that Miranda had thought about this Mm. to actually make a point of really highlighting it. And not a subtle song either. It is a performance. Yeah. And it is so incredible. Mm, Um, Yeah. So for me, that that song was the standout above above all. There were so many great songs, I have to say. Yeah. Um, I didn't warm to all of them. Mm -hmm. The majority I did. But uh, The Room Where It Happens, just source that alone if you haven't seen the play or don't care to. It's just worth listening on its own. Yeah, very true. Um, it really is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the performances in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leslie Autumn Jr. as Aaron Burr was the standout for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was the absolute highlight. He's there at mm-hmm. the very beginning yeah. um, and all the way through. 
and there is just such an incredible energy. Um, the three lovely women who play the Skylar sisters, absolute perfection. Mm. Um, I absolutely, absolutely love them. I thought, yeah, just really, really strong, really engaging, lovely senses of humor, yeah. emotive, really heartfelt performances. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought that those women did such an incredible job. Um, this then becomes a little bit problematic for the title performance because whilst I think that Lin-Manuel Miranda is a talented man, we can't deny this. No. Incredible writer, incredible um, songwriter and and, and a good actor. I think a really good actor and Mm. I think he moves really well. However, (laughs) he's surrounded by extremely talented performers yeah and i feel that um he's overshadowed every single time by his co-stars um you just sort of if you watch their any time where they're singing off one another um, he comes across incredibly meek right compared to the others i feel yeah yeah, yeah. um i feel like his vocals aren't as strong they're not they're not um the the range isn't there compared to his co-stars yeah and for me, that's a problem when you're the, the title character and you're the, and you're essentially the lead. I know he doesn't get top billing, but really, it's he's the protagonist. He's yeah. he's the he's the center of the story. Yeah. So, I was at first again because I didn't really know much about this play. I was at first thought, okay, that's a curious choice, and then I realized, okay, well, you wrote the thing, so <laughs> I get it. It's a it's a vehicle. Yeah. Um, and he does it well. Do not get me wrong. He does it well. Um, but he's just surrounded by people who are, I think, are just a lot more polished in terms of vocal yeah. um, and even just overall performance. Um, yeah, th- like, you know, it, uh, it, it. again, I don't think he would have been cast had he not been the brains behind yeah. this production. Fair enough. That's, yeah, my point of view. Um, it is interesting because it is quite a political message how we flip races there's mm. a lot of uh wonderful wonderful uh talented performances who are not caucasian in this mm. and that's gorgeous to see and it yeah. provides an extra layer to the commentary of politics here what makes it equally interesting though is that there is subtle talk of slavery here and it makes you then wonder okay in this telling who are the slaves? Are they other black people? Mm. Are they white in this case? Are they indigenous people? It's not really delved into. So I felt like for, 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 for a production that really aims to, um, you know, tell America how it was in a contemporary light, which, mm. uh, and I've absolutely butchered and bastardized like one of the main taglines of this or the, or the synopsis of this. I found that that was quite interesting, particularly because they've left King George as white. Yeah. Um, which is a powerful commentary. Yeah. Especially because we're talking about the uh, emancipation from, from the British, you know, empire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. felt like that that was right. But then, but I felt like almost a commentary on slavery maybe was just a bit, lacking particularly since quite a few of these characters as portrayed such as george washington and um thomas jefferson as well owned slaves and benefited a lot from slave labor yeah yeah. as was common at the time like you know we've moved on thankfully yes yeah so i felt like that 
the, the, the production overall was really superb, but I did feel like that there's still problemat- problematic elements uh, to Hamilton, but it's def- they're not that strong for me to really um, detract from wanting to revisit this. Um, yeah, fully, like you said, I think I'll be watching this again pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can um, I just Michael, also mention yeah. um, the Jonathan Groff that played King George? My goodness, that mm. that king was so sassy. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought he was brilliant. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, like look, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I hate the fact that I was so distracted by you know his spittle. <laughs> uh, that was that was just more spittle than I've seen on from anyone. Um, not not a toddler, um, but um, he. Yeah, you're right, Fully. He was he was so great and. Um, <laughs> And so funny, and I, I love the way he put the accent into his vocals and the way he sang yeah, as the king. Same. I, I thought that was and the little giddiness, like you know, when, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, yeah, he was he was awesome. Yeah, that actually translated well because um, yeah, we've talked briefly about how um, it's easy to, to 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 queer villains really to diminish them. Yeah. Um, however, I didn't get that from this. I got a very like childish element yeah uh, of this so i thought as well jonathan Groff really did did a really good job and i could see that he was a bit of a crowd favorite as well yeah it's a lot of fun there yeah he's he's such a talented performer oh, i have to say he's... just overall i've seen him on tv and he's just incredible yeah he's wonderful yeah uh, mike what did you think about hamilton <laughs> still talking less and smiling more hey <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Mike, for Call your back. feedback Call and back. over to the scores. <laughs> well, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I, I think I would probably like it more if it was live. Mm. I think it's definitely one of those shows that you need to see live to actually experience, like, like the full force of it, like surround sound yeah. and not ju- not just. Watching it on TV. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, going through all the points. Um, yeah. Um, de- uh, I wasn't really expecting much. I knew very... Uh, I knew, uh, as I said, uh, as everyone said, uh, I knew very, very little uh, on the subject and I just knew it was American Founding Fathers and... I thought it definitely had that sort of air of, hey, we need to make um, history uh, relatable to the kids, so we'll wrap everything. <laughs> but, but unfortunately, it worked, mm-hmm. and and um, I definitely enjoyed it. It definitely, I, I was, I was tapping. Mm. I was, yeah. I was getting, I was really getting yeah. into it. it. It definitely, and from start and non-stop, start to finish, and. Only subtle breaks, and uh, I I don't know much about American history, but I don't expect that many of us actually do. But and I I really I really enjoyed um, the sort of log- the logistics mm. when it comes to um, the, this type of singing, where you can do anything and it's absolutely phenomenal and they're just singing even if it's what 
and the sort of structure that they have the the sort of lyrical structure that they have within within the show and definitely it definitely repeats so there's a definitely definitely a good element of like poetry and mm. and these words are cu- coming out are so beautiful so lyrical and and um it just kept kept me kept me enthralled and then i and then i <laughs> and then i worked out oh my god i've been sitting sitting here for three hours <laughs> and, and i was was not i was not bored and and that was great. So I de- I can definitely see why people like rant and rave about it, and, and um, uh, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, uh, Lin Manuel, uh, definitely big props for him. Um, it, you can definitely ha- it it has that feeling where if when it was starting out, it was starting out small, and it just got and it just grew and grew. And as you say, Wayne, that um, his fellow co-stars sort of uh, um, are slightly better than him, but it's sort of with as you said, it's the added bonus of actually creating the damn thing. Mm. So you 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 sort of write you sort of write for for you, so you can be in it, <laughs> and 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 yeah, I you know I've done that once or twice. <laughs> so certainly have. So I can't. Re- I, I I can't really like like judge the man on that. Yeah, and and his sort of career is sort of is sort of repelled uh, repelled. Uh, <laughs> the, op- the opposite. Quite the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're quite the opposite. Words and and stuff. <laughs> uh, like uh, like when you're watching Moana and where and when when he's in um uh, Monty uh, no not Monty Python what am I talking about uh, Mary Pop Mary Poppins Returns where and he's in that and 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 dare, dare I say that the sort of musical numbers in that are, are are on par with like the original Mary Poppins and and it it that that's been great but going back to Hamilton is what we're talking about uh probably my favorite character that uh it, it it definitely feels like it's in two parts where the first part is definitely the story of Hamilton but i felt that the second part was um uh definitely was eliza was the main person that i was i was transfixed about because because at the end uh well i'll talk about the end when it's at the end but her story and and when when you said your favorite your favorite um musical number was the room where it happened yeah he saw uh they sort of did that again with her ballot mm. after she she finds out that hamilton's been cheating on him uh oh, cheating on her so. yeah i loved that song and and how and i sort of got choked up with that because mm. Because a historically, we we probably don't know what she was thinking, mm. but they've sort of turned it on its head that she they they made it out that she meant that it's like you know what you don't deserve what I think mm. because you because you did that shit to me I don't need to be I don't I don't I don't need to be emotional or anything like that so you know what fuck you 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 don't get you don't get the satisfaction and. I definitely love empowerment in women and especially seeing this where it's it's a whole male cast and 
having this sort of character in here sort of sort of yeah it it catapults the sort sort of scenario that she gets the big thing at the end mm. because she, she had to deal with all, all this and yeah. she and she's more sidelined than than Hamilton and so, and like the show was going out well Hamilton was sort of sidelined he never got to be president yeah uh, which is like the biggest thing that you can be but but I think yeah I think Eliza was the what was turned out to be my favorite character mm. and yeah and that that's what I think I yeah Philippa yeah. Sue did such a uh, wonderful performance oh she's yeah yeah, yeah brilliant mm. um I was just gonna say on just on this while well, you mentioned the song burn that she sings mm. where she you know burns yeah. the the, the letters from from Alexander I just lyrically like not just her performance which is yeah without goes without saying just incredible but the, I love that song lyrically it's so freaking poetic because mm. like the song and her actions use so many different like meanings of the word burn yeah it just encompasses so many different things yeah like it's you know she's burning the letters when they were first together, like, mm. you know, the world burned, like it was so, yeah. everything was wonderful. And then at the end, she's like, I hope you burn. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. yes, girl. I'm, oh, yeah. Absolutely. So powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and I was kind of. Music and the choreography so, is just incredible yeah. in this production. Yeah. Mike, yeah, Mike, what you, were you going to say? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, spoilers, <laughs> of course. Yes, but, some spoilers but here. But after. But after their son dies, mm. and I said I definitely got choked up because mm. I never want to lose like my children or anything. No, like that. no way. But uh, and I think I, it's definitely hard to actually depict that sort of well, if it's historically accurate that uh, she she um, came back. Uh, into his life and I you know I, I I was a bit miffed that it's like you know what everything's okay but the way the way they did it was pretty pretty good uh pretty good what the hell sentences <laughs> and uh the way that they uh they made uh they not made but the she she decided to come back it was her decision and not his yeah I, I suppose that I, I suppose that's a winning grace. I don't know, but yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of um, of people doing that to their better half, and it's like oh, you know, they they come back in the end. But I think I think they sort of you know dealt with that pretty well. That she was she was the one that grabbed his hand because he was a broken man. Yeah. That was very powerful. I, also, also time I, and, and context, and so mm. yeah, yeah, and, and sort of the the relationship has changed. Like he 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 had the change for her. I kind of like that. Yeah, that he sort of stepped back from politics and and all that. It's like you know what, I need to be. I need to change because I need to be with this person because she she gets me and all that. But it was her decision, yeah, and not his. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I love the 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 theme of uh, running throughout the whole thing of Hamilton. Like he 
they're always saying that he writes like it's going out of style. Yeah. You know? You know, or like he's going to yeah. run out of time. That's right. And yeah. it's it's just, and I love how, again, similar to the lyrics of Burn, that phrase is used in different contexts and it has different meaning every time it gets brought up. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah poetry. Poetry. It's it's mm. pure poetry. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. History doesn't repeat, but it does rhyme. Yes. <laughs> Abs- yeah, absolutely does. Yeah. Did you have anything else to say, Mike? Uh, I suppose that's it. Uh, when are we going to watch it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and and ah, oh, the uh, I love I love the stagecraft in this yeah. as well. Uh, the the sort of minimalistic, but you can actually get what's what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely enjoy that. I definitely enjoy a black box mm. where. <laughs> Yeah, definitely for that. Yeah. And oh, and the way that he was going through his last, um, he, his last thoughts uh, after uh, during the yeah. drill, yeah, where, where the bullet was going going to him, and he's so, sort of saying, he's saying goodbye, and he's, he's like, is this what, um, is this my legacy? Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was great. Yeah, it's like. I could sort of tell what was going to happen because they gave it away, really. Mm. <laughs> In the first thing, he's like, I'm the one who... Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's, all prepa- it, it's that Stephen King sort of preparing you for the, for the, for the bad mm. so you can just dwell into the, um, the horrors of mm. it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's the journey. It is. Yep, it's the journey. Mm. And, that, and that's what I'll say on the matter that I have <laughs> Um, <laughs> final final scores. Yes, Single. yes. Well, um, I did want to ask everyone what their favorite songs mm. were. Wayne's already said. Yes. Um, uh, Fulia, what did you have a favorite song? Um, I I really liked um, the room where it happened. Yeah. 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 Definitely yeah. one of my favorite. Yeah. Definitely my favorite. Yeah. Nice. That's a standout. Mike, Mike, did you have a favorite? Uh, it's a bit hard because yeah. I don't know them off by heart and they sort of blend in. <laughs> no, they're, yeah, they're seamless. They're, they're, they're very seamlessly run yeah, together, yeah. They're seamless, but they they do have their uh, different uh, different um, sort of tastes. Um, if you don't know that uh, uh, Weird Al actually did a polka <laughs> about Hamilton. Oh, really? And of course he did. He puts all... Yeah, he puts all this uh, with with the with the um, uh, with the um, um, uh, with the with the acceptance of uh, of the original people, of course, mm. and and of course, uh, Lin Manuel is actually a big um, Weird Al oh, fan. Oh, great! And you, you can actually see on um, on YouTube his reaction of hearing it for the first time. <laughs> oh, and he, sort oh, that's gets, cute. he sort of gets choked up. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Okay, I'm watching that when I get home. Yeah, uh, watch, uh, listen to the uh, um, uh, music first, and then yep. then and then watch his. Yeah, that. of course. Yeah, yeah. So nice. So that's my favorite. Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird Al poker. The one there by Weird Al. Something. That's yeah. that, that was the one. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. How very Mike of you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, for me, before I give you my uh, final thoughts on score out of five, um, I would have to say uh, Satisfied is probably my favorite. Yeah. Mostly, mostly mm. because 
it elevates helpless to this other level <laughs> of like mind blowing proportions for me. Like, and I loved the way it was performed. Yeah. Um, I really liked the character of Angelica and I loved how that there was this unspoken almost love between her and Alexander the whole time, Yeah, you know, and the fact that, you know, you see you, helpless starts and you, you get like, you know, Eliza's like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm looking into his eyes and I'm loving him straight away. It was love at first sight kind of thing at this party at this ball. And, and, you know, and then the song, you know, shows them, you know, romancing, getting mm. together and getting married and all that. And, and Angelic is so happy. Like she seems on the outside so yeah. happy for the two of them. You can see it straight through it though, can't you? <laughs> oh, I didn't. Oh, didn't you? Like I, did. I, I didn't. I, I was like, oh, Angelic, can't just stop being so stubborn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see, I didn't, I didn't at all. Oh, and then, okay. so that's, so for me, when Satisfied yeah. follows directly up after Helpless, I was like, and then they they restage it mm. the same in yes. parts. I thought that was genius. Yeah. And I loved it. It showed two st- two sides to the same story kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I really loved how it showed that how Angelica truly feels and how that, you know, there's something there between her and Hamilton and yeah. oh, it was so it was so beautifully performed and, and staged and Renee Elise I, Goldsberry fan. Oh, she was she was Just, a Powerhouse. Again, like the Skyler sisters are, are amazing, yeah, but yeah. I, she was the highlight out of the three. She's the absolute highlight. Yeah, for yeah, amazing. definitely. Yeah, just yeah. a commanding what a presence. Sta- yeah, I was gonna say what a stage presence she has yeah. and that voice. Oh, I loved her voice. Oh my goodness, just yeah. just remarkable. Never mm. faltered, never mm. wavered. I mean, no. you know, none of their voices did, but she was just there was something else about. Yeah, her. she's a stunning performer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything about her is absolutely. Per- just perfect. Yeah, yeah. Just incredible. Um, so yeah, satisfied was my favorite, but a close second just because I can never have one <laughs> of anything. That's why I make top 10 lists. Um, <laughs> it's, true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, and that would be the song that made me cry. And that was the final song who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Mm, that's um, a nice one. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. The way it's the whole cast with Eliza leading mm. and it just, you know, they're talking about legacy mm. and and just and making history and living their lives. And, you know, I just that whole because that's the whole thing. We don't know what's going to happen after we're gone. And we want to to be able to provide for, you know, the generations to come yeah. in some way. We want to we want to leave our mark on the world, you know, and that song really encompassed that whole feeling and emotion so perfectly. And. I was getting sad about these, you know, <laughs> these slave owners yeah. <laughs> that lived and died like 200 years ago, you know, like, oh man, I was tearing up. Like it was, it was really sweet. And that like nice kind of reunion, if you will, of, of Eliza and uh, Alexander in the afterlife, yeah. I suppose, was really sweet. And I didn't know, yeah, that, that Eliza went on to actually found an orphanage and mm. she lived to be very old and did a lot of good in her time and yeah that was so it was it was like i get i said earlier it was just really nice to also hear the history mm-hmm. behind um behind these people as well um through the music yeah uh five out of five for me hamilton loved it <laughs> loved it loved it loved it fulia what's your score out of five? Oh, yeah definite five out of five man i definitely yeah. want to see it again honestly it was so yeah, good same. i just i fell in love with the music i fell in love with the whole performance it was it was brilliant yeah yeah so good Wayne 
Yeah, I yeah, I really enjoyed enjoyed this uh, this production a lot. Um, I I learned afterwards that Alexander Hamilton's actually on the ten dollar bill huh. in the states. Huh. Um, okay. a, and um, the Obama administration was actually going to remove him because you know it's just what governments do; they sort of rotate them a little bit. I guess everyone except for George Washington. <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, uh, but the popularity of Hamilton made them go, "Yeah, we're just going to leave, <laughs> leave the man's face on the ten dollar wow. bill." So I thought, like, pop culture influences—that's huge. Everything, yeah, yeah. Um, I Give do it love another ten years. Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, I do, I do love the music in this i love the staging the production values are superb um the performances overall were really really strong um for me it was a little bit long but i think it was quite engaging all the way through uh, i agree with you mike i think that seeing it live gives a different mm. type of energy yeah um, i can't i can't wait i i'm going to sydney yeah, yeah. i think there's something about watching this live that will be just just absolutely magical yeah um but i thought like absolutely solid i'm i'm looking forward to watching this again learning some of those lyrics mm. yes pray for me yeah. <laughs> uh because you know i'm definitely not up there with these folks uh but yeah highly recommend hamilton four and a half for me nice, yeah. nice. michael uh yeah i'll probably give it a four and a half as well yeah. uh definitely definitely we'll go and s- somehow <laughs> see it if I'm still here, um, <laughs> you know, Sydney's a very long way, and especially if you've got a family. Yes, uh, yes, yes, understandable. Who knows? I'll probably have to settle for the uh, the uh, uh, Disney Plus version for a, for a bit, but I don't know. Maybe maybe when Zelda is old enough, she'll get get to see it. I don't know. Well, I imagine it's going to be running in Sydney for a few mm. years, so. Maybe. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, because I think the plan was that they wanted to they wanted to come to Melbourne, but because Harry Potter's here for so long, yeah, they're like, nah, we're gonna go to Sydney. So I feel like it'll be a couple of years at least. Yeah, just ba- basically <laughs> booked out the Princess Theatre. Yeah, yeah, for three years, five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. insane. What about you, Ken? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Never Mike. That's okay. It really doesn't. <laughs> it's become... <laughs> it really does not get old. It's, it's become a nice gag. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. So that wraps up Popcorn Culture for this week. Those are our thoughts and feelings and reviews on Hamilton. Watch it, watch it, watch yes. it. Watch it. Couldn't, couldn't recommend it more. It's on Disney Plus, guys. It is worth... Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> it is worth the subscription if you yes. if you're not a fan of subscribing um to you know these streaming services it's worth the free trial it's worth not anymore kendall yeah i know i know, <laughs> yeah. I know it wasn't free trial not anymore and then disney, disney and then disney said no everyone's just gonna watch hamilton via the free trial we don't want this so yeah. let's get rid of the free trial <laughs> yeah. i love that timing huh yeah absolutely yeah. but it's worth yeah it's worth the nine dollar sign up if you just want to sign up for a month just to watch hamilton it's it's the best nine bucks you'll ever spend really um so check it out <laughs> Um, and yeah, and then, you know, get on the wait list for Sydney <laughs> 2021 Hamilton. It's coming. Uh, all right. Uh, what's up with Fred? 
Um, starting with myself, uh, I, all I've got for you guys now is that uh, Collectible Chaos is out Ooh, and it's yes. up. Yes. I haven't mm. seen it yet. I, okay. I can't wait to see it. That's can't okay. Wait to it. Watch it at your leisure. Will do. We'll um, do. I hope you like it. Uh, oh, my... you're talking about Michael Jackson's history. Absolutely. I love that album. <laughs> and your ramblings are amazing on it too. Kendall. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, yes. Yes. So it's my top 10 favorite songs from Michael Jackson's history album. Um, so check that out now. I had a lot of fun doing that. Fulia and I had a lot of fun filming that. So yes, yeah, uh, it was really good. And of course, the monthly still up for people to yep. listen to, where we spoil all of Supernatural season fifteen. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, and that was heaps of fun as well. So yeah, <laughs> yes, 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 so much fun. Uh, that's it for me in terms of Fred. Uh, Fulia, what's uh, Foolish Fuji up to? So still live streaming over on Twitch, uh, Foolish Fuji. You can come and follow me. Uh, Tuesdays is Animal Crossing Day. Thursdays, still uh, Assassin's Creed 3, but I'm slowly getting a little less enjoyment out of it. Oh, no. (laughs) Do you keep getting stuck? I'm... I'm the type of gamer that likes going in guns blazing into, into whatever the area is in the game. Whereas in Assassin's Creed, you have to be in stealth mode. You have to, you have exact to be sneaky. <laughs> yeah. So wait, so wait, Fulia, you have to be an assassin? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know, Fulia doesn't really do anything quietly. Maybe that's why you're saying that. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, and because of that, that, that sort of that thing with the game, it's it's... It's frustrating me that I have to take things extremely slowly to make sure I get it right without being seen or, you know, noticed by anyone, like especially guards and stuff. And I'm I'm getting very frustrated. <laughs> you yeah. just don't like hiding in hay bales. Yeah. <laughs> the hay the bales are the best part. <laughs> yeah. Is that from your animal farm? No, that's still Assassin's Creed. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yes, <laughs> I know. I know. I, Is that I know stage I, of the podcast? I've given up. I've like, just, I'm, I'm just I'm given up. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Bales farm. I thought there was a crossover. I wasn't aware of. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Animal Crossing, the next new assassins, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hiding in hay bales. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, apart from that, um, the my Portal series is still going. Episode 4 got released over the weekend. Woo! Um, if you want to go check that out, that, that particular episode is... Um, I get to the part where I am actually escaping the actual place, the facility. So, oh, nice. Um, which when I first... When I played it last year... Um, took me by surprise because I didn't. Re- I actually didn't remember playing that area. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So um, you'll see some good OTT reactions in that. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. Yes. Um, also, in that particular episode, I had a cold, so <laughs> oh. my I, I I'm gonna sound very nasal and stuffy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but you probably have to write a disclaimer. It's like this was. Um... Uh, filmed age, ages ago, and it's not what you think it is. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, have already I'll, done that, <laughs> and then 
and then you know pe- but then you might have people going oh look it's the origin of covid yeah it all started with fulia <laughs> this is where it started Patient zero. <laughs> started on that animal farm that's where it's no animal crossing <laughs> Animal farm with the zebra crossings. I get it. No! And them hay bales. Rolling around in them hay bales. Wayne, While you're planting your plum trees. You are dead. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, you're not going to get me because you're clearly not a good stealth assassin. (laughs) Especially because you're guns blazing. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, because you'd have to be pretty stealthy to uh, sneak out of your suburb and get back without being caught. Hey, if I can sneak out to get a haircut, then I can do anything. (laughs) I can attest to that. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. That's awesome Yes, that's that's pretty much it. Wayne, what what is there happening in Fred? Um, yeah, look, we've still got the last two, um, Fred Watch podcasts from June, Friday the 13th, uh, guest starring the incredible Miss Kendall Richardson, Woo! who helps me and sometimes Philip, uh, <laughs> review <laughs> the movie that gave us the greatest horror franchise in history. Um, so that was amazing. Debatable. And... and <laughs> Your opinion doesn't. Your opinion doesn't matter. And um, also, uh, Philip and I uh, did a Pride Month special where we reviewed Pixar's short film Out, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, we'll have another Fred watch uh, the third Thursday of this month. Yay! Can't nice. wait. Um, Michael, what are you up to? Uh, nothing much. Um, uh, everything. Uh, my plans have sort of gone beyond the wayside, so I'm sort of stuck in creative limbo at the moment. But... Oh, oh no. What? I said, oh no. We don't like creative oh, limbo. I... <laughs> it's a really bad place creative to be. Creative limbo. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I hope so... you can get out soon. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, I'm going to retreat and, I don't know, plan ahead. See what happens. Mm. So, so it's sort of sort of uh, building back up again. So nice one. Who knows? Watch this space, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We shall, with eager yes. eyes and ears. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right then. Well, I think that might. I be... have spoken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be it for this week um, yep. yep cool that, that was, was our podcast, podcast called Fred, Fred. Fred. Uh, in sync <laughs> like the boy band uh, remember <laughs> to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify or Apple Podcasts for Fred the Alien merchandise go to our website fredthealienproductions.com and follow the link to our Redbubble where you can get apparel, home decor, bags stationery with our unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team Unibums, incompetent gamers, our live stage shows, and more. That was the Fred plug. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. I've been Kendall Richardson. I've been Wayne Stellini. I've been a Fulia Cantar Major. 
And I've been talking little and smiling Michael Lister. <laughs> and you've, you've just experienced the podcast called Fred. Fred. Wow, that was seamless. <laughs> yes, just like Hamilton. Exactly. In oh, absolutely. It's more poetic than Hamilton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Blasphemy. Yes. Da 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 Thanks for listening, guys. Remember to eat beef. Yes, get your beef in you. Maybe that cattle is raised on Fulia's farm. We don't know. But, um, eating a lot of hay. Yeah, eating a yep. lot of hay. Planting. No wonder she can't hide because the cows are eating the hay. They absolutely Now are. it all connects. I, we get it now. Yeah. We get it now. Yeah. It's poetic, it like really Hamilton. Is. Yes. It's all full circle. It's all connected. Absolutely. Yeah. But you keep planting them plum trees, Fulia. <laughs> Fulia's left us. Fulia's, <laughs> <laughs> Fulia's given up. And... See. See. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you, Fulia. <laughs> Bye. Pretty lives. Bye. <laughs>